Welcome to the Zico Health Show. This is weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. Here we discuss fitness, nutrition, gut health, alternative medicine, and anything else that impacts your health and fitness. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. So everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Zika Health Show. This is fitness, nutrition, and weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. And I'm really glad you're joining me today because I want to talk about another topic that we just don't talk about enough, or sometimes on some sides we do talk about it too much, and it's calorie restriction. I see so many weight loss programs on Instagram, YouTube, wherever it is, asking us to you know, restrict calories because we're trying to lose weight. But sometimes it's asking us to restrict calories to the point to where it can damage your health. And yes, it is important to maintain a calorie deficit, right? You want to burn more than you consume if you want to sustain, I'm not even going to say weight loss, I'm going to say fat loss. And yes, long-term, even going forward, we need to maintain that deficit. But like anything else, too much of a good thing can become a bad thing. So in today's episode, I'm going to get deep into these things. What can happen with excess calorie restriction? And of course, you know me by now. At the end, I'm going to give you some tips and how to, you can really set up your weight loss or let's say fat loss plan so you can really attain your goals. But before I get into the episode, let's quickly take care of the housekeeping items, right? First, I'm going to tell you why I have this Eco Health Show. I'm going to keep it nice and sweet. If you've been listening listen to me for a while, you know about my struggles with asthma and allergies and how my allergies are triggered I'm sorry, I said over. My asthma was triggered based on my allergies. Allergies has nothing to do with activity because I've been fairly fit, you know, gained weight, lost weight here and there, but I've been fairly fit most of my life. But because my gut was unhealthy, I would have allergy issues. And then my body would respond by creating mucus because that's the defense mechanism, which would make it hard for me to breathe. Hence, could create asthma. So by learning that for one thing, 95% of your immune system resides in your gut. So by reducing inflammation in my gut and healing my gut, my immune system has gotten stronger. I'm able to combat pathogens. And years later, I feel so much better to where now it's been over two years since I've renewed my medication. So when I taught people say, oh, we're just allergy season. You know, my body's, you know, my body does this every year. You're not supposed to be allergic to the world. So it's, it's maybe common to have allergies, but you don't necessarily have to. I think it's allergy season. I don't remember anymore. No breathing problems whatsoever. So I want you to keep that in mind when you go into the store getting, you know, Zyrtec or um, Claritin or whatever you're going to get. Maybe you want to think about healing your gut. And maybe you want to find the right medical professional that can help with you, your gut or a dietitian, a nutritionist, or someone that actually understands inflammation and gut health to get you to that next level. And tied it into the Zika Health Show, well, 
when we think about disease and sickness, we have to remember that when we're guts unhealthy and our immune system is compromised, we're going to end up, end up with a lot of health issues, right? And the number one health issue that we're having right now is obesity. I believe right now, at least 42% is in the U.S. are considered morally obese. And we walk around thinking it's normal or whatever the case may be for some of us. But we have to keep that in mind that being overweight is the, is the main factor in damaging your health. And then, of course, being overweight carries all those other issues, right? So that's why I have the Zika Health Show, to give you practical advice and give you knowledge to help you to be at that next level. Because if you can't control your body weight, it's going to be hard for you to truly be healthy. And one last thing I want to say about that here, the human body is designed to build muscle and burn fat. And when you're unable to burn fat naturally, that's, that could be signs of oxidative stress, excess aging excess inflammation, and so on and so forth. And again, this is why I have this Zika Health Show. So stay tuned for this episode as we talk about calorie restriction because you're going to need to take notes on this one. One last thing I want to do is read just two five-star Apple Podcast reviews of the week. First one is from at, uh, Danielle Silva. Excellent explain. I just want to say thank you to Narado Powell he explained healthcare and muscle building and fat burning method and how to improve at the same time, keeping it at a good level. Daniel Silva, you're awesome. Thank you for that review. That means a lot. The other one is from uh, Kavan Daniel, titled Valuable Information. Information packed, care for the research, love all the episodes. Thanks, Narado, for sharing your valuable experience. Kevin, that Daniel, thank you so much. These reviews, I don't know if it does anything for the algorithm of the show, but it means so much to me because this is what I do. I touch people, I teach people, and I help you to take control of your health, your body weight, so you can be at that next level. And please, if you or anyone get good content out of this or any of my shows, go to Apple, rate your by. Oh, let me say it again. Go to Apple, rate your boy five stars, leave a comment, and let the world know that this show is awesome. And with that being said, let's talk about calories. Calories, calories, calories. We focus so much on that word. And when I say, I started the show by saying we talk about it not enough, but sometimes in certain circles too much. Because we talk about calories as far as, you know, you know weight loss and, you know, being in deficit. But we don't talk enough about the bad things can happen when you're too far into a deficit. So it is important to take a step back and truly understand what they are. Uh, how we can truly use them in their protocol. So go on a little journey with me because I want to take you through a little history lesson, right? The little walk through time. So, because you can't know where you are now if you don't understand where you came from, right? Actually, it's Bob Marley. It's one of my favorite quotes, one of his songs. He says, uh, I think it's Buffalo Soldier. And he said, 
if you know your history, then you know where you're coming from. Then you wouldn't have to ask me, who the heck do you think I am? And that's what I want you to listen. This is why we start off this episode with a little history lesson. So we can know where we're coming from. So first thing, where does the word come from? It actually originated in France. Thank our, thank our French, uh, French buddies for uh, giving us that nice, wonderful word. And the word calorie was actually coined in the uh, ni- beginning of the 19th century. It was like 1819 to 1824. And then over the decades, right, the use of the word gained traction. So around like 1845, by around 1845, um, calorie as a unit of heat energy was being widely used by scientists and engineers. So they coined the word and now scientists and engineers are picking up on it and they're using it more often in their experiments and their, in their measurements. In 1887, the word calorie finally came into the uh, common American nutritional vocabulary. And this is when um, Professor Wilbur O. Atwater introduced in an article, um, it's called, uh, it's a Century Magazine article, I think, and it's called The Potential Energy of Food, The Chemistry and Economy, economy of Food. One of these days, I'm going to learn how to talk. I don't know where it's going to be, but I'll get there. <laughs> but Atwater, though, remember, he did not pioneer calorie counting and macro-based counting, but he probably did in the U.S. Or at minimum, we can say that he opened the door. In the same article that in 1895, he lists potential energy of food. So now we're getting into how, you know, we're looking at foods and calories and how that works. And is expressed by, um, I think it was titled Calories and Nutrients, in one pound of each food material. And I think he listed about 44 common foods. Now, why am I really saying all this? I mean, I talked earlier about knowing our history, right? Well, now we know where the word comes from. We can begin to understanding where we're going and where we're, how, we, how we're kind of gone wrong. See, in 1894, Atwater, he also wrote that the first USDA Farmer's Bulletin entitled Foods, Nutritive Value and Cost, where he illustrates the breakdown of some popular foods into nutrient ingredients. Or should I say nutritive ingredients? So he mainly used protein, fats, and carbs, which, of course, we know those as the main macros. So... This has given us an idea, a thought of how we're kind of getting closer and closer to calorie counting and even macro counting. But this is when it really turned to a kicker. Dr. Lulu Hunt Peters introduced calorie counting to Americans in the best-selling Diet and Health with Key to the Calories and sourced a lot of information from Atwater. I'm not going to say stole. I'm going to say source. He took a lot of information from Atwater. But this book was really popular. So fast forward to today, do you think calorie counting is new? Nope, guess again. And this is where it really gets interesting. 
a 2005 study in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition on the economics of obesity claims that obesity in America is largely an economic issue. Say that again. It claims that obesity in America is a largely economic issue. And there's a link to that article in the show notes as well. Listen to this one, zikohealth.com slash calorie restriction. Let's just say that for the show notes. zikohealth.com slash calorie restriction. And I'm also going to put a link to the show notes in, in the um, description of the podcast, like I always do. But the study found that healthy foods that contain fewer calories per gram, such as lean meat, fish, dairy, fruits, and vegetables, tend to cost more. So healthy foods that contain fewer calories per gram tend to cost more. Hmm, interesting, huh? But on the other hand, the cheapest foods contain the most calories per gram, tend to cost less, refined grains, added sugars and fats, get it cheaper. So stop and think about that for a second. They're really forcing us to eat wrong, to eat and gain weight, to eat and get healthy, just by charging us more money to eat the foods that are actually healthier. So it's easier to get fat, right? It's easy to get out of shape. It's easy to end up with type 2 diabetes and COPD and everything else because the cheaper foods are also easier accessible. But the more expensive foods, of course, are not going to be as easily accessible. So yes, obesity now becomes an economic and even a social issue. May I say, may I say a socioeconomic issue? And this is why obesity is so prevalent in poor neighborhoods. There's a book by... Um, Dr. Ooh, I can't remember his name right now, but I remember I read, I read this book and it was about the U.S. economy and it really talks about how poorer neighborhoods have more access to cheaper foods that are not as nutrient dense and are not as healthy. And you can just take a walk into a poorer neighborhood. You can recognize a poor neighborhood because you see a Walmart. I'm sorry, not a Walmart. A McDonald's on almost every corner, or a Popeyes or a KFC on almost every corner. Think about that. But you go to more upscale neighborhoods. What do you see? Nice dining restaurants. You um you don't really see that much fast food. They have you maybe see more parks and places to exercise and stuff like that. Think about how how big that is on a scale. So again, it become, becomes more of a socioeconomic issue. So now we're getting somewhere. But stop and think about this, though. It's not just about calories. It's about the nutrients. Because our bodies need nutrients to thrive. If we eat nutrient-dense foods, we will in turn eat less calories. Think about how many calories is in a McDonald's burger. And then look at the nutrient content. You can miss some sugars, some fats, but you don't see much of much, if anything. And they're not just macro, but micronutrients, you know, your vitamins and your minerals that your body needs. Fiber, which I, be, I call the fourth macronutrient. Think about uh, so many things that are missing from those high-calorie foods. 
So we often think the other way around and we put the cart before the horse because we, we say, okay, we eat under a certain amount of calories, you'll be fine. But again, we don't think about the nutrients. So I want to break down the macro piece. Protein. Each gram of protein has about four calories. Fats, each gram has about nine. And carbs, each gram has about four. Now, this is important to understand because it's not just about the numbers. Protein may have about four grams of calories. Um, I'm sorry, yeah, four calories, not four grams. I said it wrong. Four calories per gram, right? Which is the same as carbs. But protein is a lot more dense. You can eat a lot more carbs than you can do protein in one sitting because protein is a lot more, is a lot more dense and it's harder for your body to digest. Versus carbs, think about it. You can just sit down and eat one, two bags of popcorn and be fine. Gaining a lot of body weight and, you know, damaging your health and everything else. So fine is relative. But my point is you can, um, you can really eat a lot more carbs in one sitting and carbs is a lot lighter. So when you really think about it, a gram of carbs is a lot lighter than a gram of protein. So really think about that. Not just about the calories, it's about the nutrients. So with everything that we discuss and everything that we now know, what are we thinking about? Now let's get into calorie restriction. Okay, that was the reason behind the show, right? See, by focusing just on calorie restriction, especially excessive calorie restriction, you can run the risk of being nutrient deficient. And I'm not going to list a chart of what can happen when you're deficient in your certain nutrients, but let's even, let me just quickly talk about a couple, right? Like protein. You, your body may not recover well from your workouts. It may not be as strong as you should be. Um, you may not have enough body, um, fat from good sources of fat that your body needs for slow burning energy. And then even let's get into some of the micros, right? You know, you may not have enough vitamin C, which is important for uh, recovery and for your immune system, reducing oxidative stress. And, you know, some of the minerals like uh, iron and zinc. And there's so many things we can talk about, really. Magnesium, which is important for sleep and to help to regulate your immune system and, and even, even your uh, metabolism. There's so many things that we have to think of. So with lacking all this stuff, here are some things that can happen. And again, I'm just mentioning a few, but there's so many more. And if you really have any questions, feel free to message me on my Instagram at Zico Health and we can talk more. But here are some things that can happen, though. Your cortisol levels staying too high for too long. That's because your body is constantly in survival mode. This can lead to high blood pressure and other health issues. Because your body is constantly thinking you're, you're just not, you're starving me. What's going on? There's no food around. So your body actually tries, it, it ramps up cortisol because it puts you in that constant state of neediness. Because your body thinks you're in danger. Whenever your body thinks it's in danger, your cortisol rises, which means your blood pressure rises. And remember, cortisol is not bad, but you don't want to constantly run on a high cortisol state. And my episode on stress where I released a few weeks ago, go back and listen to that. I really talked about cortisol, blood pressure, and their effects on your on your body, your weight, and your overall health. So that's a really important episode. The next thing is uh, hair loss. 
if you've seen my videos, I've talked about this, right? It can, hair loss can be a sign, not always, but can be a sign of just being malnourished. Hormonal imbalances. Whew, this one is big. Men or women, I don't care. A lot of times when I say hormones, women may perk their ears up and guys stop listening. No, guys, I really want you to listen to this. Hormonal imbalances can be because you're underfed and your body is being challenged to operate efficiently. Listen to that. can be because you're underfed and your body is challenged to operate efficiently. Then you can plateau. And yes, guess what? Gain the weight back. Because remember I talked about earlier about being a high cortisol state and your body is underfed? When your body doesn't think there's enough food around, it tries to store as much as it possibly can, aka in body fat. So your BMR, your basal metabolic rate, basal metabolic rate adjusts and your body holds on to excess food as storage for future energy. And again, this is really just a byproduct of being in starvation mode. Now, these are just a few things I said that can happen. I can talk about this all day and list so many things, but this is just a few. So if you're looking to lose weight, but that is not just, again, it's not just about restricting your calories. The answer is really clear. We should eat more nutrient-dense foods. And, you know, I've harped on this when I say nutrient. I'm not just talking about macro and micro, right? Because our bodies need vitamins and minerals to thrive. So don't take this episode as, okay, I'm just going to focus on my fats, carbs, and proteins. If you're not focusing on the whole picture, you're still not really doing everything that your body needs. If you've been following me for a while, especially on my Instagram, you've heard me talk about magnesium, right? You've heard me talk about iron. You've heard me talk about vitamin C. And if you eat more of these nutrients-dense foods, and this is a kicker that I think you're really going to love, especially high-protein foods, eat more of these nutrient-dense foods, then there will be less space for low-quality foods. Because again, if let's say you eat popcorn, you can eat a whole, a whole lot of it and still not be full and maybe hungry again in an hour. But if you eat a good source meal, you won't be as hungry later on. So eat more nutrient-dense foods. Look for, especially if you're trying to lose weight, foods that are high in good sources of protein. Foods that are high in good sources of fat and lower on carbs. And if you think about this, and it was a post actually I saw from, um, oh, it was, was it last week, I believe. And the gentleman, he's, um, he's a dietitian, and I really like to follow his work because he, he puts out a good work out there. And he mentioned that no food in nature naturally carries high protein, high carbs, and high fat. Processed foods does do, I should say, because we put it together like that. But foods in nature, you carry some fat and carbs, some protein, some fat, some carbs. But never all three are going to be high at the same time. The closest will maybe be milk or breast milk, which infants need to grow, right? But 
again, not really as prevalent in nature, but in processed foods it is. And we wonder why our bodies struggle to hold on to, to good weight, right? Or to, or we struggle to really lose weight or lose body fat because your body is more busy dealing with all these extra nutrients that it can't all break down at the same time. So instead of focusing then on restricting calories, because you can restrict calories and still not have the right makeup in your foods. How about you think about, okay, I'm having a high protein meal with some fat. The next meal may be a carb meal, which is more complex carbs. We've talked about the glycemic index. The next meal can be uh, a meal with you know good sources of fat. I'm not, I'm not giving anybody any specifics here, but just an example of how to think about it. Break down your food based on macros and eat based on healthy macros and nutrient dense, and the calories will take care of themselves. Now, if you want a specific program, feel free to message me. Go to my Instagram, Zico Health, send me a DM, and we can talk about a specific program. But just in general, I want you to change your mindset. And don't focus on all the all calorie restriction because it can be causing more problems, especially long-term, than you think you're solving. So here we go. Don't fall for gimmicks. Join the Zico Health crew. Remember, I'm on Facebook. Follow my Instagram at Zico Health. Stay awesome, fam. Thanks for listening to the Zico Health Show. If you got good quality content out of this episode, save, subscribe, and share it out there with family, friends, coworkers, or anybody who needs to hear this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.